What a blessing to be back on Search the Scriptures today with all of our listeners to have this special opportunity to open up the Bible and study from God's Word, to try to glean all of those wonderful lessons, all the rich information that He has provided for us in Scripture. What a blessing to be able to do that, to be able to do it so readily, to be able to do that openly and freely, and also to be able to do that on such an extended basis through these airwaves. It's my privilege to be able to share with you today from God's Word with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be on the program with you and to have the blessings of all the things that you have just spoken of. It is a wonderful privilege to be a Christian and to look in God's Word every day and be encouraged by it and to be in fellowship with men of like faith, such as I have in you, and with Dennis Stackhouse. Well, thank you, Duane. It certainly is a great pleasure and a wonderful privilege to be part of this program, and again, to have this opportunity or this blessing to study from God's Word. And you know, I was just thinking about that as we were speaking a few moments ago. It is a blessing to be able to sit down and study the Bible. And oftentimes we may not think of it in those terms. You know, we may think, eh, boy, this is an effort. This is a drudgery. I'm not so sure I like this. You know, if we didn't have the Bible and the access to it that we enjoy in this country, how would we react then? You know, what a blessing to have God's Word available to us. And you know, Dennis, it is so readily available. We've talked about this before on previous programs, but it is so readily available to us, and so often so many people take such little advantage of that opportunity. So. Yes. And there are, there are people in other parts of the world who would love to have a Bible. That's right. Even just a New Testament, they would just love. Mm-hmm. They would count it so thrilling and wonderful just to have a copy of, of the Bible. Yes. And probably most of our listeners not only have a copy of the Bible, they probably got two or three or four copies. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, I was listening today to, to uh, an account that said the, the Bible is the number one best-selling book all over the world. Yes. But particularly in this country, and the fellow who was making the statement said, it is the number one best-selling book in this country every month of every year. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to the New York Times best-selling, uh, best, bestseller list, it's not even listed there. <laughs> no. Now, he made the point that, that they used to have it there every time, but they you know, for whatever reason, maybe they got tired of putting it there. Maybe they were, they were, you know, kind of embarrassed to have the same one up there every time when all these other <laughs> books were listed under it. And it's so much different from the Bible that they, after a while, they just put an asterisk uh, at the top, you know, indicating, you know, that, that, that asterisk indicates that, yeah, Bible's number one. Mm-hmm. Now, all these others. He said the asterisk isn't even there anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's still the best-selling book every month of every year all over this country. And yet, how many people listening to us today, now those listening to us today, probably many of them are somewhat the exceptions because they're listening to this radio program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and they're 
they're specifically focused into some religious teaching. But probably there's still a number of those who don't know much about the Bible. Right. It's very likely. And certainly when you get beyond those, oh, countless numbers and high percentages of people know so little about God's Word. And yet it's so readily available to us. Those blessings that we were talking about uh, last week, Gary and Dennis, are found in the Bible. And if we don't read about those blessings, if we don't read the Bible, we can never become those faithful people to whom God's special blessings are reserved. Yes. And we closed our last program talking about this text in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. And really, you can go back to the very first verse in this, in this letter to the Ephesians, the Apostle Paul's letter to the Ephesians, where he talks about this relationship of being in Christ. He's writing this in verse 1 to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Now, these saints who are in Ephesus, that's just another description of the faithful Christians. Yes, the church that was meeting in Ephesus. Yes. And then in verse 3, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, we went back and looked at all the numerous times. I may have missed one or two in there. But I, I probably read seven or eight different phrases in there between verses verse 3 and 14 that talk about the fact that these blessings are for those in Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. It was either that particular phrase or an equivalent to it. So these blessings, Dennis, are not for everybody, are they? No. No, we, we find other places in Scripture, Gary, that detail how God views or deals with the world in general, but this is not one of them. The blessings that Paul speaks about here in Ephesians chapter 1 are exclusive to faithful Christians. Yeah, now we should hasten to add, we're not saying that God is not making available these blessings oh, no. to everybody. That's right. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. And when he sent his apostles in the great commission in Matthew 28 and verse 19, he told them to go to all the nations Mm -hmm. and make disciples of them. Mm -hmm. And as recorded in Mark 16 and verse 15, he said, go and preach the gospel to every creature. Right. So these blessings are available to everybody, but... They are only given to those who come into Christ right. and live faithfully. The invitation is there and anyone can take advantage of God's blessings and his promises, but they have to do it according to his word. God has done his part and it behooves mankind to do our part yes. in order to be a partaker of these blessings. Yes. Well, let's start to look at these blessings in in some kind of uh, detail here because they they really should be exciting when you think about these one by one. And it's a a great study when you think about that. Now, again, all the heavy or every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Verse four, the first one, 
He chose us in him. We're chosen by God. Chosen by God. Let's turn to Romans chapter 8. And Dwayne, how about reading verses 28 through 30 there? Romans chapter 8. And let's read verses 28 through 30. Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 30. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And verse 30 also. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. Now, when we read there in Romans chapter 8, we read these terms, uh, he for, those uh, for whom he foreknew. Also talks about he also predestined. And again, he predestined these in verse 30. Now, when we compare that, to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4, similarly, he says, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Now, does this mean, fellas, that God chose some people to be saved and others to be lost, that he predestined certain individuals to salvation and other individuals to condemnation? No, it doesn't. Okay, you make that statement, but how do we know? What does he mean here then? I believe what he's speaking about, Gary, is the fact that the plan by which man can come to a right relationship with God, how man can come into Christ, has been predestined before the foundations of the world, and that those who conform themselves to that plan, or I believe as he put it in uh, verse 4, to be holy and without blame before him in love, they're the ones who are going to be the ones receiving these special blessings, these spiritual blessings which are in Christ. I think you're right. That's right, Dennis. I was going to say something similar. We are conformed to a image or pattern that God has created for us to follow in Christ Jesus, Christ being the example that we follow, Christ being the image of God that we conform to, mm -hmm. that we transform our minds to. And that's what I was looking for, Duane. Thank you. In verse 29 of Romans 8, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Right. That's God's plan for those who desire to live in a way that's pleasing before him. Yeah, now the reason I, I wanted us to stop here and get a little deeper into this particular blessing that he chose us is because there are lots of people, and I, I've, I've heard this statement myself, I don't know how many times, and you fellows probably have also, and probably many of our listeners have as well, from people who who have said, made statements such as, everything's written down in our lives. 
It's all going to happen, whatever, however it's supposed to be. Uh, that's what a lot of people believe. Yes. yes. And a lot of people then believe because of that particular belief that some people are going to be lost, some people are going to be saved. And again, if you carry this to its ultimate logical conclusion, if you're following that line of reasoning, then some people, they're just going to be saved whether they want to or not, because it's all written down. God's already made the choice here. And others are going to be lost no matter what they do or what they want. It's just written down. That's what's going to happen to them. And that's not what these passages are saying. No, no, they're not. And really, that makes a mockery of something you mentioned, Gary, earlier on in Matthew 11, verse 28, exactly. where Jesus extends his invitation to everyone. Come where, unto me, all you who labor. Exactly. And it also negates the great commission Jesus gave his disciples. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. If that were the case, then it makes nonsense of those passages. Exactly. Mark 16 and verse 15. Matthew mm -hmm. 28 and verse 19. Right. Go and make disciples of all the nations. Right. Okay. And... He tell, and, and as Luke records it in Luke 24 and verse 47, that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations. Beginning at Jerusalem. Yes. Mm -hmm. The choice as to whether or not we're going to follow is ours. That's up to us. Right. But the invitation is to everybody. Now, if God chose Dwayne to be saved and me to be lost or me to be saved and Dennis to be lost, or Dennis to be saved, and both Dwayne and I to be lost, would that not make God a capricious God? He Absolutely. would be a respect of a person's for sure, and it mm -hmm. wouldn't make much sense. Mm -hmm. And we're told repeatedly in Scripture that God is not prejudiced. He is not a respecter of persons. That's right. He doesn't show partiality. That's right. All who would, that is all who want to, and will conform their will to his will, can come to him for salvation. You know, and another thing, Gary, that uh, we might want to point out from Romans 8, verse 30, moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Well, Paul goes on in 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 14, to tell us we are called by the gospel. Amen. And, and again, it's available to everyone. That's right. That's right. And again, Romans chapter 2 and verse 11, there is no partiality with God. Yes. No partiality. He's not a respecter of persons. He's not prejudiced. Now, if God chose in that, in that very narrow sense, chose some, predestined some to be saved and others to be lost, there would be no need for us to be on this program today. Yes. Absolutely not. Uh, there would be no reason for the instruction the Bible gives us to live the life God expects after we become Christians. That's right. right. We are all on this program because of one of the promises that God has made, that all of us, all of us can come to repentance. God is not willing that any of us should perish. Yes. But that all should come to repentance. That's right. Second Peter 3 and verse 9. Exactly. So, the very message of the gospel is all-encompassing. It is meant for everybody. Everybody has the opportunity to respond to the gospel message. 
the predestination is only in the choice that God has made pertaining to the gospel message. Only those who respond, as you put it earlier, Dennis, conform to the gospel message Mm -hmm. will be saved. That's the only extent to which God predestines some to be saved and others to be lost. He has predestined or chosen or laid out his plan and the only plan by which man can come to salvation. That's right. Those who conform to that plan will be among the chosen or the predestined Mm -hmm. for salvation, but it will be strictly by their choice. Mm Mm-hmm. They have to conform to the plan. The plan is predestined, not the man. That's right. Okay, important for us to understand. So we come back to Ephesians chapter 1 then. That first blessing in the heavenly places in Christ is that he chose us in him. Chose us in him. Now notice also in verse 4 that we are made holy and without blame before him in love holy and without blame. Boy, isn't that wonderful? Yes. That's the idea of forgiveness, isn't it? Yes. Without blame, forgiveness. Have you ever wanted to be forgiven of anything, Dwayne? Absolutely. Really bad? I need forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> Remember what the Apostle Paul said in, in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15. Now He's writing this as a gospel preacher, mm-hmm. a divinely appointed apostle of Jesus Christ, and an inspired writer of God's word, and he still identified himself as what? The chief of sinners. Chief of sinners. sinners. Yes. We all really need forgiveness, don't we? And we can find that forgiveness in Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24. How about reading that for us, uh, Dwayne? That you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. In true righteousness and holiness. That's right. Now, what a great imagery Paul portrays there of a Christian, a person who comes to Christ person who leaves that life of sin and and comes to salvation in Christ. A changed person, doesn't he? That's right. You used to live, used to be this old man. He's not talking about old chronologically. He's talking about that's the way you used to live Mm -hmm. before you came to salvation in Christ. And now in Christ, you put on a new man. Changed. What's the difference? You're in Christ now. Yes. That's it. You're saved. You're forgiven. Live in holiness. What about Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, Dennis? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. That word transformed is something we can relate to today. Yes. Mm -hmm. Transformed. Even our youngest children just about can relate to that because they play with transformer toys. Yes. (laughs) 
And so here's this car, and you work some things around in that car, and all of a sudden it's a robot. They understand the word metamorphosis. Yeah. <laughs> they know that you've changed from what you were to something else. Yes, yes. And that's the idea of transformation. And that's what he's talking about here on a spiritual level for everyone who comes to salvation in Christ. He changes. He transforms, mm -hmm. not of his own accord, but because he has been changed by virtue of coming into Christ. He's been forgiven. He has come to salvation. He's not what he used to be. So be transformed. And how, do, how does that come about? And again, not a mystical process, not magical, by the renewing of your mind. And that is through the teachings of God's word. Amen. Again, Christianity is a reasonable religion. It is taught. It is not caught. Well, we're just getting into these spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, and already our time is up again. So we're going to have to stop here and come back. We're not finished with verse 4. There's another one there for us. And then many more as we continue on through the next 10 verses in this rich, rich text from God's Word. Be sure, to, be sure to tune in and continue to study with us next time.